Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to No Other Pod. I am Jimmy, as always, with my good friend Dan. Dan, what is going on? What is going on indeed? Uh, we're back, man, and it is uh, feels good. Second pod of the new year. And boy, is there a lot of stuff to talk about in this one week we've been off. I know. Like every time we come to record a new podcast, I have to like go back and be like, okay, what has happened since we last recorded? And then I always look through the news and I'm like, dang, really? Like that feels like it happened like three weeks ago. But nope, uh, got some 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 big news to to get into this week. But uh, before we do that, you you good? How's how's the new year going? Uh, New Year's going just fine. Um, I'm I'm itching. To get back into uh, to the soccer season, man. I mean, NFL's over as far as I can tell. Chiefs. <laughs> I know, man. And uh, you know, just I'm ready for it. It's coming so fast. You know, we're two, less than two months out. I know it's crazy. It's gonna be be, be here before we know it. Um, and it's it's gonna be kind of exciting with a a little bit of a, a different preseason. You know, going over to uh, the the Phoenix area to play Phoenix Rising for a bit, not just over to Tucson. Um, so. It, it'll be good. I'm excited. Um, That'll be nice. I'd love to. I'd love to take a trip down there sometime, and uh, mainly just because it's warm, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I've heard it's kind of <laughs> cool. Like I, I've heard it's kind of like spring training for for baseball, where right. players are a little bit more accessible. Like it's a little bit more of a casual atmosphere. So um, it, it's pretty cool. It's usually only the diehard fans that go down there. So you're around a lot of like-minded soccer people. So it'd definitely be fun sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to look into that and uh, plan it out, but probably not this year. No, nope, not this year. But um, but when Sporting KC does get to the preseason, their roster will look a little bit different. Actually, probably a lot different. Um, not the least of which is we will no longer have Benny Failhaber on the uh, team. Oh, no. And, yeah, man. Um my favorite, dude. I know. He was my favorite player. This one was tough. Um, for, for I'm sure anybody who's listening to this podcast knows what happened, but just on the off chance, um, LAFC, the expansion side from Los Angeles, acquired Benny Fellhaber from Sporting KC for $400,000 in allocation money. Um, and from, from what I could tell, it's split 200000 general allocation, 200000 targeted allocation, um, if you're really into MLS roster rules, you might know the difference between that. It's basically just what type of players you can spend the money on. Uh, it's a little technical. But uh, Benny, um, he had been with Sporting KC for a number of years. Uh, he, he was a 32-year-old midfielder, but, I mean, he was a fan favorite. He was one of my favorites. I know he was one of yours too, Dan. Dude, he was absolutely my favorite. I liked the way he played. Uh, he, he would get sassy with players. He showed a lot of emotion on the field. And... Uh, you know, I, I tried to play that that uh, midfield role too, man. When I played outdoor a little bit, so 
it's just it's it's bittersweet. Um, you'd like to think we won this deal, but uh, I'm sick and tired of LAFC taking all our players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no kidding. Between uh, Latif Blessing getting picked from uh, by LAFC in in the uh, expansion draft, and and then now Benny Fellhaber. Um, you know, Benny himself. I was reading the Kansas City Star article. Um, he sounds like he wasn't quite sure that this was developing. You know, he said it was definitely a complete shock. It's obviously disappointing in the sense that you're leaving the club you've been with for, for five years and I've had the most success in my career. And, and I mean, he's won multiple cups with Sporting KC. Wait, he um, said it's a complete shock? Yeah, he said it was definitely a complete shock is what he what? told the star. Which, I mean, take it take it how you will. Um I, that's unacceptable, like, on Sporting's end. Like, I, I, they always have this talk about how they always talk to their players before they make a move, and they're like, how do you feel about this? This is what we're going to do. I mean, god dang. I know he's from L.A., so I just, I just assumed he was, like, totally cool with it because he has family out there. Yeah, so what I'm what I'm not sure about is when he says it was a complete shock, like, I'm, I'm guessing, or at least I'm hoping, kind of like you said, that it wasn't, like, Peter wasn't Ca- a Dax McCarty thing? Right, like Peter called him up that day and was like, hey, by the way, I just got off the phone with Bob Bradley. You're now an LAFC player. Like, I'm, I'm hoping it was a little bit more of like, hey, we got this offer. Um, we actually kind of like it. What are your thoughts? And it was like a shock from that standpoint that like, oh my gosh, this could yeah, happen. But then like he actually was aware that the trade was being made. Um, and That would make more sense, and I hope that's the case. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest... If we're being realistic, I mean, you and I have been talking about since the signing of, of Johan Croizet that Benny might be transitioning to a different role with Sporting KC this year because you don't sign a 25-year-old designated player, center attacking midfielder, to sit on the bench. And that's what they did with Johan Croizet. Uh, and right. So, so it, it had to be at least on the back of Benny's mind going into a contract year that his role was shifting, um, and especially after he had <clears> – <throat> excuse me – he had – Probably his his worst year uh, was Sporting KC, um, arguably since he joined in 2013. And, and we've gone over the stats before. His goals were down, assists were down, shots were way up. Um, but I mean, this is this is the first signal that hey, this is a, a, a changing of the guard. Um, I understand man, it man. from a soccer standpoint, um, but but even more so than Dom. I know a lot of people felt this way when Dom was traded. You know, like you said, Benny was my favorite. I, I loved watching him. He was so entertaining. And when he, when he took over a game, he just took it over. So I get it. I think it's a good deal for both sides. I'm not going to complain about it from a soccer standpoint, but I am going to be sad. Until not to Benny see. starts getting crazy good over there. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that in a minute because uh, LAFC does come out to, to Children's Mercy Park. Um, and, it, and it might just be at the worst possible time <laughs> for for sporting KC. We'll, we'll kind of see how that, how that goes, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later when we get into the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. but, but well, yeah, hey, isn't sporting just the best at like dealing these things though? Cause they, they sold him for more money than they bought him for. And they, they do that with so many players, like with Roger Espinosa and how didn't have to pay the transfer fee or whatever. And they, they do that all the time. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, credit to Peter Vermees. He's an incredibly shrewd, and and tactical business person when it comes to like these roster moves he he doesn't overpay for players uh that's not to say that every player he brings in works out 
but um, he he gets players either on free transfers or for relatively minimal uh, transfer costs. And then, yeah, and then he, he can cash them in. And, and the good thing about a mentality like Peter's is there's really, I guess, good and bad, depending on how you look at it. There's really no player that's untouchable ever. So if the right team with the right price comes along, everyone's got a price. They're willing to take it. And I think Dom is, there's no better evidence for that than Dom, um, because that was kind of a a total shock out of nowhere for everyone. But if they can take, you know, this God knows how big pile of allocation money Sporting KC has now and actually start turning it into some roster moves, we still need another striker uh probably some some defensive support uh, a, a winger would be nice um I, I i'll feel a little bit better once they start turning all of this allocation money and these resources into actual players well and that could happen now or that could happen over the summer transfer window you know what i mean i i don't know how how bad they're itching to to do it right now yeah that's a, i mean peter's made it very clear that he's not going to overpay just to get someone in um, I think right. probably when he did trade Dom in the summer, I don't think it was his first choice to trade Dom and then not bring anyone in in the summer. And and he kind of said that they had some targets in mind, um, but he he didn't overpay. He didn't want to overpay just to bring someone in, and he rode out with the uh, with the players he had. Now you could have your discussions as to whether that was the right thing or the wrong thing to do, but it's pretty clear that Peter's not going to go out there and pay millions of dollars just to pay millions of dollars. It's got to be the right player at the right price. Um, but to be fair, at this time last year, there weren't that many new signings for Sporting KC yet. I think Gerso had been officially announced, but they hadn't announced Latif. Um, they hadn't announced, I don't know if they had announced Ilya. Um, so there, the, the only other announcements were really homegrown players that, you know, like Daniel Shallowy. Um, so right. there's still time. <clears throat> like it's not time to hit the panic button yet, but no, definitely not. I mean, it's, uh. It's January 9th, man, January 10th. You know, it's not going to – it doesn't have to happen right now at all. No, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have some some deals or some things kind of simmering that, hey, maybe even might be close to done that, who knows, any day now we could get an announcement that they've signed someone new. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep looking out for that news and let you know if, if we hear anything. So certainly if, if it happens in between – um, sort of like the Benny News did, where it happened like the day after we recorded the podcast, and I was like, "Of course this would happen." Yeah, of course. Um, with a week to go, uh, look for us on on Twitter at No Other Pod or, or Facebook. Like I said, No Other Pod on Facebook. We're 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 keeping up to date with all of the breaking sporting news, so we'll we'll, we'll tweet it out and we'll post about it as it happens. Um, Absolutely. Including the schedule release. So uh, we all knew that Sporting KC would host. New York City FC at home for their season opener uh, Sunday, March 4th at 6.30 p.m. Um, New York City comes into Children's Mercy Park. And then week two, they go to your neck of the woods, up to Chicago, to take on the yeah. fire. Uh, but they released the rest of the schedule. Uh, and, and I don't know how much you got a, a chance to really look at it or not, but w- oh, yeah. w- was there anything in particular that jumped out to you as like, oh, that's really exciting, can't wait for that matchup, or, or uh, maybe... Um, Nothing that uh, uh, I'll tell you this. It's it's interesting that Minnesota is the only team we play three times, and I I'd like to think that's because they're the closest team to us as far as mileage goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but every other team you play home and away in the Western Conference, and you play every team once in the Eastern Conference. And if you played them at home last year, you go play there. If 
You played him away last year. You played him at home. Um, so what jumps out at me, I mean, w- wife and I were talking about, uh, you know, we thought we were going to try to line up an L.A. trip. And we thought it would be so cool if the soccer gods, the soccer stars aligned. And we went down there for like a Wednesday through Sunday. And maybe sporting was playing – or, you know, maybe sporting was playing the Galaxy on Wednesday. Yeah. And then LAFC also had a home game on Saturday. And it's like, we could just go see two games in L.A. And uh, sadly, that didn't work out. Wasn't meant to be. It's not. But we're still going to at least one away game here in Chicago. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, anything else. So what what about you? Are you – no, you did. You, bu- you booked a flight today. I did book a flight today. Um, I, had, uh, I had some Delta credit because Delta done did me wrong a year ago. Did they drag you off of a flight? Um, no, they canceled my like, flight Aah! altogether. Thankfully, it didn't end up bloody. Yeah, but they uh, <laughs> they canceled my flight altogether because they said it was for weather. And I'm standing in the middle of New York City looking around being like, it is literally blue skies. It's like 40 degrees. We're flying straight to Kansas City. There's no weather between us. So I don't know what happened, but they gave me a, a couple hundred bucks credit. So uh, had, cool. had had to use it to go somewhere. Um, and so I've never been to a game at Portland. And I, I looked at that June 9th date right in the, the middle of the summer, or, or I guess that's technically the end of the spring, not really the summer. I always think June's summer. Um, yeah, sure. It gets hot enough to be summer. Yeah, but it uh, I'd always wanted to go to a game at, at Providence Park. I got some family up in Portland that I could stay with, so I was like, screw it, I'm booking it. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll be at the uh, Saturday, June 9th game in Portland, which will be pretty cool because uh, that place – that place gets rocking, um, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. But uh, I, I could tell you the home game I am most looking forward to, and this is what I was alluding to a couple minutes ago. Wouldn't you know it? Very last home game of the year, Sunday, October 28th, mm-hmm. Decision Day, Sporting KC hosting Los Angeles Football Club at Children's Mercy Park. None other than Benny Failhaber and probably Latif Blessing, I guess. Still no hat tip video, but he's still on their roster and tweeting at them. Um, Why would they throw that game in there? I mean, they got two of our favorite players right now. And now we got a, our season could be on the line against our past players. Yeah, man. Like my worst nightmare is like Benny having like some gorgeous ball into the box suit and it finds Latif who knocks it past Melia to knock us out of the playoffs. And I'm just like crying on the floor. Well, we're just gonna have to get in the playoffs before that game, so. Right, I hope so. I mean, man, <laughs> if if let's let's just hope that we end the season stronger than we did last year. Um, but that game, you know, LAFC's putting together quite a, a little roster there, and it's still nowhere near done. But a lot of people are are kind of looking at them as a, a, a potential uh, Western Conference challenger. So they'll be fun. They'll be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, that game might might be a, a serious game where, where both teams are, are fighting for a playoff spot. Um, but, you know, honestly, the game that I'm kind of most disappointed in, and I think this probably echoes a lot of uh, fans out there because I saw this on Twitter, is that our, our freaking road game at Atlanta is on a Wednesday. Because I know yeah, a lot of people that. wanted to go experience that atmosphere that Atlanta's got down there, myself included. I, I mean... I ended up going to Portland, and I'm not at all sad about that. But I was thinking, man, if, if Atlanta's on a weekend and I can work it out, that's Atlanta's a fun city. That's not a bad road trip, uh, or not road trip, uh, road trip to go to. 
but um, yeah, we we talked about that too a little bit. Uh, Atlanta would be a fun one, and Wednesday's fine. I mean, you take off, you know, Wednesday through Friday, and you spend the weekend down there. It'd be be a good time. I guess I was just kind of hoping it'd be a Saturday. I wouldn't have to take off three days of work, but yeah, you know, it it is what it is. Um, but but that game will be fun. It'll it'll be fun to see how whatever this new look Sporting KC is can can go and, and handle that atmosphere with a young dynamic attacking team like Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, the other big away game that, that people like to go to is, is Colorado and it's, it's fairly early in the year. It's sun, uh, Saturday, March 24th. Um, so oh, wow. who knows what weather will be like in, in Denver. Uh, never know, man. Could be 70 degrees. You never know. Could be 70 or it could be uh, another snow game. So, yeah, but Hey, at least we know uh, what the schedule looks like. Like you mentioned, we played Minnesota three times, which I'm okay with. We we didn't get the best of the loons last year like we should have. Uh, drew once and lost once on the road, so let's. Uh, got them at home and got them in the Open Cup though, so that was good. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, so I, technically, I, we're tied as far as wins, and, <laughs> wins, losses, and ties, right? I think so. Technically, yeah. We uh, we'll get them twice at Children's Mercy Park this year and. I, I mean, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll get better and make some strides, but I can't see them coming into Children's Mercy Park and, and beating Sporting KC, who's, who's made Children's Mercy Park such a fortress over the years. Um, yeah. But moving on to uh, some other big Sporting KC news. This one, actually, I was super pumped about this. Uh, Sporting KC defender Ike Apara got called up to his first men's national team camp. And, and for me, this is long overdue. And Splinter thinks so, too. <laughs> Splinter's pumped, dude. Splinter loves Opara. Yeah, man. I mean, like, oh, good. It, it makes... He did just grab his <laughs> noisiest toy, too. That's awesome. No, that's that's good. People love Splinter, so I think they want more Splinter. So we should just have a, a Splinter segment every week, I think. Uh, no one wants more Splinter. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't tease that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, what do you think about Ike finally getting the call-up? Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, I think it's really cool, and I mean he's <clears throat> he's not old. I mean he's not he's not an old man yet. We all I think we all think that he's an old man because he had these injuries, you know, so early and these, these extensive extreme series in, season in, ugh, season ending injuries. And he runs and like so, an old man. But he's not even thirty yet. No, he's twenty eight. <laughs> he but his stride. Like, he can cover some ground, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll be I, – I hope he makes the squad. I mean, I hope we at least get to see him in a game on the 28th this month. That'll be, a, yeah. I think, it's a Sunday night they, they play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he definitely deserves it. Like, he's MLS Defender of the Year. This is an MLS-heavy roster, um, oh, which makes yeah, sense because MLS is in their off season. European teams are, are right in the middle of, of, of their seasons. Um, but I think this is a fantastic opportunity for Ike. Uh, he deserves it. Um, you know, hopefully he can kind of become a, a national team mainstay, kind of like Beasler was for a, a time. Um, That'd he's be so, cool. he's so, well, Hey, did they ask, did they ask the MLS goalkeeper of the year? See, that was where I was going to get to. And that's, that's where you it kind of sucks. You going there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tim Melia. We're not salty. Goalkeeper of the year. Did not get a call up. Did not get a cap. Um, and that's when they're even they're bringing in four keepers, three of whom have never 
been called up. So the, they, the one who has been called up before is Bill Hamid, um, which makes sense. He's got a lot of potential. He's still relatively young. The other other three are Zach Steffen, which after that postseason he had, everyone was calling for him to, to get called up. So I'm good with that. Cody Cropper from the New England Revolution, which was a, a little bit surprising. And maybe the most surprising is Alex Bono from Toronto FC. Um, now, he's the oldest of the four keepers, I think. He's like 27 years old. But Dude, no. Stephen Fry is, is the oldest, man. He's not called in, though. Oh, I thought you said Stephen Fry was called in. No, Zach Stephen. Oh, Zach Stephen. Okay, from... bro, I'm all over the place now. <laughs> yeah, no, Zach about, Stephen. I'm back in crew. MLS All-Star game, bro. Yeah. Man, if Stephen Fry was called in, I would be marching on the U.S. soccer offices if they called in Stephen Fry <laughs> over Tim Melia because they are the oh, same age. Like a fool. So if <laughs> it's okay, if if they did that, I would be like, grab your pitchforks. We're 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 going to Chicago. Uh, you wouldn't have to go. Oh, anywhere. absolutely. <laughs> I don't know, um, dude. I just go right down the road. Yeah, but Alex Bono, he's he's 27. I think he's the oldest keeper they called in. But but what sucks is what that tells me has. Kind of like what we hypothesized before. I think Mealy has missed his time because 27 to 31, that's a whole other World Cup cycle. So I think they're trying to get at least two World Cups. It's just what they're doing, man. Zach Steffen could be the future. Yeah, and he's like 23. So you're, I mean, you're looking at three, who knows if things go crazy, potentially, probably not four. That's no, definitely no more than three. Considering that we're not in the World I Cup, watching next year. him with the U20s, man. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, I think he, you know, I think Bill Hamid probably gets the start uh, since he's got four caps. He's he's the most familiar with the national team system. But Zach Steffen's going to get a look, and and I think you know he's probably the odds-on favorite to to get the number one spot. Uh, I would say after the way he performed in in the playoffs and basically won that game in Atlanta for the crew. So, who knows? But the the rest of the roster, I'll just go over this real quick. Um, Danny Acosta is a defender from RSL. Tyler Adams is a midfielder from New York Red Bulls. Who he he's got a bright future ahead of him. Juan Agudelo gets another call in the forward from the Revolution. Paul Ariola from DC United. Uh, I'm gonna I always mess up this this dude's name. Russell Canoes, I think is how you say it. Midfielder from DC United. Baba Ganoush. Marky Delgado, the midfielder from uh, Toronto FC. Justin Glad, um, defender RSL. Brooks Lennon, forward RSL. Ian Harkis, midfielder DC United. Wow, this is a giant roster. Way longer than I thought. I'm not going to keep mm-hmm. reading these because I'm going to go on for like three more minutes if I do that. But yep, yep. <laughs> I am going to highlight a couple. Um, Dom Dwyer. He did uh-huh. get a call in. And of course, you had to mention him. We can't have an episode without mentioning him. No, we would be remiss if we did not mention Tom Dwyer. Yeah. But, and here's the big one. Oh, yeah. Your boy. My nemesis. Marlon Hairston got the call up. My arch rival. Your arch rival. And uh, we we got a, a even a question on Twitter. They were like, hey, man, what's... uh." What's Dan thinking about his his arch rival getting a call up to the national team? So, the floor is yours. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I think I posted a gif of Ventura <laughs> chewing gum angrily. 
Yeah. Uh, dude, I just, I don't know. We need to, we need to put something together to get him to unblock me. Like, be like, yo, man, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to say what I said. <laughs> hey, and you, you looked up what I said. Do you remember? Oh, what, man. Uh, I don't even know how you did that, by the way. You, you have some algorithm online that you can type in and automatically find out what I tweeted. No. There, that was over a year ago. There is a way to do it. Let me find out real quick. Um, because I, it, it was not even that bad. And I'm like, dude, your first response is to just block someone at the at the littlest bit of criticism. I mean, what about shrug your shoulders and brush the haters off, man? No, it was not that bad at all, actually. Because um, I probably had some beers, and I was just, you know, Twitter angry because he probably played well. Here's that. You said, at MarleyG94, question mark, who is that? Act like you can lead a team. At Colorado Rapids are better than this. And uh, that was a- April 9th of 2017. Um, it's so sassy. And and I I looked up the uh, the box score for that game. Um, he was not booked, so he didn't uh-huh. get a card. Um, I'm not sure what what it was that you were mad at. Sporting KC won, I think, like four to one that game. He, he must have got in someone's face. Like I think he was he should have he should be a leader on this team. Like they need a leader, and I think the announcers were talking about him being a leader. And uh, he must have done something that that he wasn't a leader. <laughs> Dude, I, we shouldn't we shouldn't dive through my tweets anymore. I'm I'm like a I'm a sassy drunk person. Yeah, it's like whenever they, they it's, <laughs> it's become a thing on like the NFL draft now. Whenever someone gets picked, people like go through yeah. their old tweets from like six years ago and they find Is like this the, like a segment, the this terrible a segment ones. of our podcast. Dan's drunk tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do not drink anymore. However, but God dang it, you could find some you could find some gold out, uh, out there. I bet I'm gonna be bored at work one day. I'm gonna go look through your old uh, old tweets and see what sort of gems I can find. <laughs> oh, it, w- it wouldn't be hard. I don't tweet that much, so it's like. Uh, but you can follow me at Dan Kuzer uh, at JCMacko3. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but so you'd go right through it, and and there's there's probably some uh, there's probably some diamonds in the rough. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's probably plenty of diamonds in the rough. Oh, um, clown. But yeah, 2017, Dan. New year, new me. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to watch this roster. I, I'm really excited. Christian Ramirez from Minnesota United finally got a call up too. He had a hell of a season last year. Uh, they call him Superman. So uh, we'll. They do, and I'm not sure why. Well, he's Superman, and Miguel Ibarra is Batman. But Batman kind of. Is this like when Cam Newton called himself Megatron, or, or who was that? No, Calvin Johnson. No, Megatron. Yeah, Calvin Johnson is Megatron. Cam Newton That's calls weird. himself Superman. But, oh, so Cam Newton and Christian Ramirez yeah. are okay. That makes sense. I think Christian Ramirez is the the better Superman, if I'm being honest. But uh, is that a race thing? No, it's not. Damn. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look what that's you're where, do. Hey, that's where my mind went first. <laughs> I'm starting race wars. Yeah, there you go. No, I'm just a huge fan of Christian Ramirez. I want to. I I think he could be. Like the striker of the future for the U.S. national team, so I uh, and I wouldn't mind seeing him in Sporting Blue, which I don't see how the hell that happens. Minnesota is not giving him up, but uh, hey, you never know. Maybe uh, never know. PV throws a little bit of that Tam Gam that way and gets oh, uh Tam Gam. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll uh. We'll we'll keep an eye on on what happens with the the January camp and, and the friendlies. Um, hopefully, I get That'll some minutes. Fun. 
I hope, yeah, I hope he's in there. It'd be great to see him in the in the starting lineup, maybe next to uh, uh, Walker Zimmerman, Walker Zimmerman or something. That's hard to say fast. Yeah. Walker Zimmerman. Sounds very British. Yeah, it does. Um, maybe Ike will uh, do another little Ike bike if we're lucky. Yeah. Hey, did you see uh, uh, what Benny Benny Failhaber tweeted at Ike and said, now you need to get Eric Palmer Brown in there, like father, like son? <laughs> see, everyone and, thinks Ike's like 97. I know. And then I tweeted, hashtag Ike father, Ike son. Oh, look at that. Hey, no one liked it except for Benny Failhaber. Uh, well, there you go. See, but now yeah, that just like made me sad then. again. Ah, uh, pour one out. Pour <laughs> it out, guys. We got poor one out for Latif, and we got poor one out for Benny. Man. We're wasting a lot of drinks. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but, hey, we can drink some drinks because uh, we're. I, I saw a report that Ike Parra signed a new contract with Sporting KC. So, yeah. Did they say the terms or anything or the length? No, and I haven't even actually seen that this was officially announced by Sporting KC. Right. But um, Ivis Galarsep. Uh, who, who's a, a, a big soccer reporter, um, he he tweeted this out, and he's a trustworthy source. So um, cool. I, I'm pumped about it because he deserves it. Oh, it's awesome. Absolutely, dude. And he's changed up his diet and his workout routine, and he just he's a lot healthier and, and less injury-prone than he was. You know, he lost a little weight. And when you when you shed some pounds, man, you're less likely to hurt yourself. Um, I can speak for that firsthand. It's, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, man. Um Looking forward to see Ike play for, for Sporting KC for a long time. Uh, Going to have Ike and Beasler uh, man in the uh, the center of the back line next year, um, almost guaranteed. And, and that worked out super well last year. So uh, hopefully they can continue to build um, since we'll, we should have the exact same back line with, with Seth, Ike, Beasler, Zussi, and then uh, Tim behind him in goal. Best. Right. And even if Seth, like, you know, Seth regresses somehow, you still got Jimmy Madronda there. Right. So, hey. If you can uh, keep the best defensive line in MLS intact and bring them back the next year, um, that's a good thing. So just uh, got to fix that offense, which brings me to a hypothetical that I would like to ask you about. Uh-oh. So there have been some reports that Columbus Crew have some players who have requested a transfer. Those players are forward Ola Kamara and winger Justin Merrim. So that's crazy. Given that Peter Vermees and Sporting KC have this pile of tam, pile of gam they're sitting on, and that they need to get a number nine, and that they probably need to add some uh, some new blood on the wing too, what do you think about Sporting KC trying to go make a move for one, if not both? Both would be hard, but at least one of these two players. I mean, that'd be that'd be crazy. I mean, I'd take it, but I don't. I don't know if I see that happening. Seems like they'd be. Uh, seems like the price tag would be way more than what they're worth in Peter Vermees's mind. So that's the hard thing, especially with uh, you know, there's there's lots of money that that Sporting KC has. Um, some people you know uh, have estimated um, at Zavictastic, Mike McGrew, he's a big Sporting KC fan. Um, he has a, a rough estimate that he thinks Sporting KC could be sitting on uh, as much as 6.36 million combined GamTam, um, which is nuts. Um, so that that kind of eases the, the the financial burden just a bit. 
Um, the other thing that helps is like, let's say you're looking at Ola Kamara, who if I had my choice between the two, I'd pick Ola first because we need a striker more than anything. Uh, he, he only made 482,000 last year, which is just above the, uh, the, the maximum uh, roster salary hit. But you, I mean, you can buy that down. No problem. He doesn't have to take up a DP spot. And uh, he's been with Columbus for two years. And in those two years, he scored 16 goals in 2016 and 18 goals in 2017. Uh, he's like 6'3", I want to say. Oh, no, he's not that tall. He's six feet tall. But he's only 20. I'd love to have him, man. That'd be great. Yeah, six feet tall, 28, 18 goal a year scorer. Um, hell. I mean, that's what Dom was putting in. I mean, he had 22 that one season, but then he had like 16 the next. Yeah. I mean, I... Look, I don't know how much it would cost to actually get someone like Ola Kamara. Uh, the good news is, since he's demanded a transfer, that kind of puts Columbus in a little bit of a hard spot because they know that he wants out and so does everyone else. So it's it's a little bit, uh, they don't have quite as much bargaining power. The, mm-hmm. the bad news is for Sporting KC, they might have set the market themselves with that Dom Dwyer transfer. Um True. If if Dom went for 1.6 million, that's probably about what Columbus is going to be asking for Ola Kamara. So who knows? Um, I, I have. Then we'll pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'd spend 1.6 million on him, but I I'm if you could look at the one 1.2 million mark to get 18 to 20 goals a year, I might I might seriously think about that if I was Peter Vermees. Oh, absolutely. I I think it's worth looking at. And uh, they probably are. Maybe they are. Um, gosh, it'd be so cool to like be behind the scenes and and hear things. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I just want to just just be be a fly on the wall in that in those discussions. Yeah, I've always wondered kind of how that works, like with the the network of scouts out there, and then and then you call up a club. Like, I mean, obviously you, you play football manager, you play FIFA, and and, and you kind of try to work the whole transfer market, but. Um, Man, I just, I would love, like you said, I would love to know what some of these deals that are talked about that never actually come to fruition, but like, who are we close to getting at some point? Like, what were, right. what were we like, just one thing away from what player would have just been shocking to know that they were almost a, a sporting Kansas City player? Yeah, it's like talking to a buddy and you see a super hot chick and you're like, and he's like, yo, I, I dated her at one time. We dated for like a month, but it was no big deal. And then it's it's kind of the equivalent because Peter could be like, yeah, you know, we almost, uh, you know, we almost convinced AJ Delagarza to come over here, or, or you know, someone someone big in the MLS world. Yeah, we almost got Landon Donovan to come out of retirement to play for Sporting KC. That didn't happen. Oh my God, but... let's, let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I went huge. Um, but yeah, man, it'd be cool. I mean, think about it. like, oh, we're we're actually in talks with Wayne Rooney for like five minutes, but uh, then you know, we shut that down. Yeah. That's the tough part that, you know, Kansas city just isn't going to be the destination that New York or LA or one day Miami might be. So even Chicago, dude, like Chicago's that metropolitan city that people know too. Yeah, for sure. And that's why Basti went there. Um, Schweinsteiger, but Hey, Kansas city though, did get our first transatlantic flight. So maybe that'll Gosh. help. We're we're gonna <laughs> have time. nonstops from Kansas City to Reykjavik, Iceland. So hey, maybe uh, maybe a little bit more European tourism coming to Kansas City. People realize how cool of a city we are. One thing leads to another. Suddenly, Zlatan's a Sporting KC player. 
Right. Well, they have to drive 30 minutes from the airport to go uh, get a bite to eat. Yeah, we're, we're not going to worry about that right now. That's, that's where Sporting KC has their helicopter at the airport that they can just fly them to Children's Mercy Park. Oh, there you go. I don't think that's what they do. But That's not a thing. No, it's not. But <laughs> um, So, yeah. But uh, Sporting KC is not the only ones trying to fill out their roster. Um, Swope Park's been, been making all sorts of moves, uh, too. and and They have been, yeah. You know, they this, this, this Swope Park team is not really going to look anything at all like it did last year um no no way there there's some players where they they exercise the options on you know uh darren mcleod the goalkeeper um so, so a couple of defenders dakota barnathan parker marr um and then there's there's a couple other players that are still under contract felipe hernandez juan Cuzan, juan kamal uh will little but then uh, they have a, a few new players in here, and, and I don't know a ton about any of these players, but uh, Matthews Silva, I don't know how you say his name, butchered that, uh, Ro- Rodrigo Saravia, and uh, mm-hmm. this is my favorite, Brian, B-R-Y-A-M, Brian Rebellin, which is an amazing name. Rebellion. Rebellion. I like saying Rebellin yep. because Rebellion. it reminds me of Star Wars, and then you could have... <laughs> You could have the double L, man. You could have TFOs that say rebellions are built on hope, which is which is like <laughs> that's, the, that's cool. The Star Wars line. Um, Get on that. That's Swope Zoo. That's that's my nerd, my my, my nerd side showing there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, lots of turnover too. Christian Duke is out. Nancy Selbel's out. Um, wait, wait, where'd Selbel go? He hasn't signed. Really? Yeah. So. Dude, uh, that's. They ah, oh, he's got to go somewhere. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a big deal. Heck, maybe he thinks he's he's trying to test the market, see what he can get. But yeah, he's he's not signed right now. So we'll uh, we'll see. And then of course there's players like Carlton Belmar who are technically Sporting KC players, but they'll probably get a, a pretty good amount of time. Carlton Belmar, James Musa with uh, with Swope Park, but um, I don't know I. Swope Park's tough, man. Like we've talked about, it's it's really hard to get invested in a team where you know they're going to be turning over so much because they're not trying to build something sustainable. They're just trying to be a farming ground for Sporting KC. Don't you think? Yeah, they are. It has nothing to do with winning games in the USL. I mean, that's fine and all, but they're just... I don't know. They're not really training. They're not really developing players to come into the first team. I mean, hold on. Let me take that back. They did sign... You know, uh, Ty, what Tyler Pasher and uh, Amer Didich, right? Yeah. So and Kevin, who is no longer a Sporting Kevin KC yep, player. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it, interesting. They'll they'll they're they're signing some players. They got a, a lot of uh, a lot of roster spots to fill, just like Sporting KC does. Um, but it's it's going to be an entirely new team next year. Um, new coach. Uh, once again, under Paulo Nagamura. So if mm-hmm. if they can somehow manage to get back to a third straight Western Conference final, uh, or excuse me, USL Cup, and, and win the Western Conference for the third straight year, it'd be amazing. Um, but I'd, I'd like to figure out a way for, for them to kind of figure out how to build something sustainable while also training players for the first team. Because I feel like, in theory, those should go hand in hand. Like, if you're getting better year after year as a team then your players are getting better and ideally working their way up to earning a first team spot 
but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see see what happens there, but uh, I'm just not sure if the system is. I don't know. I'm not sure what the system's really doing. No, I'm not not totally sure either. Um, it's it's only entering its third year, so we're we're not saying anything about it. It hasn't met its mission or anything, but you know, we'll, we'll we'd like to see some a little bit more uh, results either on the field for for Swope Park um, that can be consistently carried over year to year or. Some uh, some more players that are developed and can actually earn first team spots. So, right. Um, getting to uh, we did get a fan question from our uh, famous international Canadian friend Beege McGillishaw, and uh, Mr. Beege wants to know what's up with Rubio and Ellis. Now uh, we've talked about the Kevin Ellis situation a little bit before. It's very strange. All of a sudden, he disappeared from the team, was not suspended because teams can't suspend an MLS, but never played a, a game again for Sporting KC that season. I haven't heard anything else new. I don't think we, at this point, probably will hear anything else new, but I don't think he's playing another game for Sporting KC ever again, do you? There's no way. I mean, he did post an Instagram video uh, in December of him, you know, juggling the ball but that's about it <laughs> so he's somewhere juggling a ball right. he was you know kicking a ball around but i uh god i don't know wouldn't it be interesting to see him out there in preseason it'd be like whoa who's this guy yeah and what's weird is if he doesn't play a game for sporting kc they gotta move him they gotta move him or cut him or something he can't just take up a roster spot that's too valuable like, i know it'll be i mean what do they do in that instance? Like, what's the terminology? Do they waive him? I mean, I, I don't, he's on contract. Yeah, I don't know what. I think I think there are ways to, to cut players, um, but I'm not exactly. It, it doesn't work like the rest of pro sports in the U.S. works. Like, it's not like the NFL where you can just decide, hey, we're not, we don't want you anymore. I think there's, like, ramifications if you do that, So, which is probably why they haven't done it at this point. Um so, hey, if anyone knows, like, is an MLS roster rules expert out there, tweet us. Let us know what what would happen if uh, they just tried to cut Kevin Ellis, I guess. But I don't see him playing another game for Sporting KC. And as, right. Starting center back for Minnesota United. Hey, their defense needs some help. So, right. And he, he's got some experience. Um, he's going to be better than Vadim Demidov was for them, who was their captain that they spent like $600,000 on, who was horrible. Um, right. And then How we'll... guilty do you think he is receiving a paycheck every every month or week or whatever it is? Ellis? Yeah, when his direct deposit comes through. Don't you think he's like, oh, I have I did nothing for this? I guess it depends what happened, like what the falling out was. Like maybe he's loving it. Like maybe he just really hates Sporting KC now and is like, man, I'm getting their money for free and not doing anything. I don't know. Um Right. I, I still I still don't know what happened, and and it must have been something bad because I've just never really seen a situation like this before, especially with Sporting KC. So no, I hope that comes out. And uh, uh, this was this was Beach that tweeted us, right? Yeah, Beach. Uh, and I got a question for Beach uh, if he's listening. I'm just curious how you came to be a Sporting Kansas City fan. I mean, yes, we're all kind of peppered around the U.S. and, and North America and um, 
you know, we all have a story somehow, but, you know, being so far north up in uh, Canada, I'm just, I'm interested if you used to live there or did you just adopt them as your MLS team or, or what? So I'm curious. Let us know. Yeah, Beej actually did get back to us when uh, we asked people to, to tell us who their most bitter rivals are. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and Beej got back to us. He said, number one is Houston, which he was like, it's kind of obvious why. Which, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Num- sure. Number two, Minnesota, because they're the closest MLS team to me yeah. and close to Kansas City, which. That could be, yeah, that could become a big rivalry. I guess I didn't want to say that because it was just after one year, you know, but I could see that coming. Yeah, it was a little tough, especially since, you know, they weren't that good. But they did, right. like we mentioned, kind of get the best of us uh, a couple of times. So, um, hey, that would be – I would love it, honestly, if that turned into a rivalry. That would be really cool to have another team that's geographically close-ish that, that you could get a big Rodron contingent to. Um, yeah, for sure. And then number three, he said Toronto because he's Canadian and he's programmed to hate every team from that city. Uh. So <laughs> – he, uh, he is not from the Toronto part of Canada, I gather. Um, okay. Well, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm curious where, uh, you know, a Canadian, Canadian guy uh, grabbed onto a Kansas City soccer team, you know? Yeah. No, I would love to know, too. Um, and then the other part of... Any of you, if anyone wants to let us know from around, you know, the geographical parts, I know we got uh, we got our boy out in uh, in Denver. Anthony. And a guy out, yeah, Anthony in Denver, and then up in uh, Michigan, right? Yeah. Upper Peninsula, you know, let us let us know how you know why you're a fan, and and let us know in a rating and review on iTunes, five stars. Let us know, leave a comment. Yep, love to hear where you're from. Um, the other part of Beej's question was Rubio. I haven't heard anything else about the Rubio situation. His like godfather has said that Club America might be interested in him. I think mm. there was some speculation at that time that that was just his godfather saying things um I, right. I, making offers that got refused right <laughs> or so, or weren't <laughs> weren't ever actually a, a thing um yeah I, I did a movie thing see yeah i saw it gonna make you an <laughs> offer it's um, not as cool if i have to point it out so <laughs> uh but yeah i i as far as i know diego rubio he's a sporting kc player he's gonna stay a sporting kc player now 13 you, goals this year yeah, you, you think that, well, he didn't have 13 goals this year, did he? No, I said this coming year, 13 oh, goals. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying he had 13 goals I'm last year. I'm making a prediction, dude. That's a that's okay. a koozie hot take. Okay. Ooh. We got a koozie hot take, 13 goals this <laughs> year for Diego Rubio. Um, that's MLS play. Let's just let's put it on there. Okay. So what do you got in all competitions? 13 goals. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. That's not good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll probably still move him too, to be honest. Watch something crazy happen, and hell, he's going to LAFC. There we go. I swear to God, if that I happens, will, I will burn down everything. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be a Sporting KC player for this year, at, 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 like at least certainly the first half of the year. Kind of depends, I guess, what happens with whatever other striker we bring in. Um, if we bring in a big time striker who comes in and takes the number one spot. Well, Rubio's not really built to kind of play on the wing, really. He, I don't think no. he's really done that with Sporting KC. And so you'd have whoever the new number nine would be um, that Rob Heineman said we were going to sign at some point. And then Kyrie Shelton, the big uh, forward from NYCFC. So who knows? Maybe come summertime, Rubio is looking elsewhere if he wants to get more minutes. But uh, as of now, 
He's not going anywhere. I hope he earns the minutes with us, man, and makes them worth it, you know? Yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential. I honestly think mm-hmm. he could be like Dom was. I don't know if he would ever quite get to 22 goals, but, I, I mean, he could be a 15-goal-a-year guy, I think. I, I He just needs the right pieces around him. I think so, too. So, who knows? But I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I obviously would like him to develop into a good player and, and stay with Sporting KC because I like him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um. Well, man, that's that's all I had to talk about this week. You that's got, it, man. You got anything else for the people? No, not at all. I knew we were winding down, and that's a that was a good thing to end on. And I'll tell you what, guys, this season I'm I'm gonna say it at the end of every podcast, whether you like it or not. It's so close, <laughs> and it's just getting closer and closer. And I'm I'm a little worked up about it. I'm a little excited. I know, man. I can't wait. It's that jersey reveal is coming soon. You know it is. Everyone else is doing theirs. Oh, I know, and you know, I, I'm on a uh, like an MLS like survey list. Like I think it comes from like Soccer United Marketing me or whatever. Too. And so, did you take that Jersey survey that they sent out? I did out? take that survey. Yeah. Yeah, man, got me excited. Did you take it again because they sent it out a second time because they had a glitch? I did, and then I wanted to email back <laughs> and be like, "What does this mean for my sweepstakes entry?" Right. I, want my I wanted gift to card. be like, "Do I get a jersey?" <laughs> yeah, but. uh I love the, the, the jersey reveals, man. They're, Sporting KC always does such a good job with, with their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be, be a, a new uh, secondary jersey this year, I think, right? Uh, yeah, they'll be replacing that that darker secondary jersey. Man, that's a sexy jersey, too. So <laughs> That's a cool one. That's a cool one. It's a, it's a little snug on me because I'm so buff and everything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I have to upgrade and, and, and quit buying a Smedium, you know? <laughs> there you go. Um they they like doing a little bit of something unique every year too. Last year it was the the no other home written in in Beasler's handwriting, and it was the first no other like club, no other club, no other club. Sorry, no other homes. This book, mm-hmm. um, no other club written in, on the sleeve in his handwriting, and it was the first MLS jersey to have that button down collar. So I'm yeah. sure they got Sick they got one. something up their sleeve. Uh, we'll we'll see. But. I, there's gotta be there's gotta come a time where they just like reuse ideas or run out of ideas or they're like oh what if what if we just put wings on the collar you know what i mean like <laughs> like i don't even know like you can only make a collar jersey so many times yeah. oh this year we're gonna do snaps but next year we're gonna do buckles <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for the first one that's like glow in the dark or it's got like leds in it or something flashing oh, around God. yeah yeah that'd be sick or, you know, I'd love to see some kind of throwback kit that they wear year-long. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so cool that they did something with the old rainbow colors. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd be all over that. I'd be wearing that all over the place. For sure. Um, well, yeah. cool, man. Well, we can't wait for the season to start. Um, hit us up. Uh, Twitter, at NoOtherPod. Like us on Facebook, NoOtherPod. Uh Follow me at JCMax03. Follow Dan at Dan Kuzer. And, yeah, we'll be back with you next week. Same time, same place. Catching up on the latest Sporting KC news. So, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to you all later. See ya. Roll Tide. You son of a... (laughs)